Over 500,000 people go missing each year in the United States. Many are found alive, some deceased, and others, it's almost like they just up and vanished, leaving their families, friends, and even law enforcement to wonder what happened to them. Sometimes there's lots of theories, speculations, and harsh accusations. But most of the time, it's just a lot of unanswered questions. Each week, this podcast will explore a missing person case and hopefully get some answers to those unanswered questions and remind us to not forget those who are missing. At the time of her disappearance, fourth grader Aisha Jaquilla Degree was 4'6 and weighed 60 pounds, just dark hair and brown eyes. There are no reports as to what she was wearing or could have possibly been wearing when she disappeared. I chose to do this case even though it was hard for me because cases that involve children are any parent's worst nightmare and my heart breaks for Aisha's parents. I remember hearing about her disappearance years ago and it always baffled me and I just wondered what happened to her. But I still have hope that Aisha is alive out there. In the early morning hours of February 14, 2000, Aisha Degree went missing from her home in Shelby, North Carolina, which she shared with her mother, Aquila, father, Harold, and older brother, O'Brien. On Sunday, February 13th, the children went to church with relatives and then returned home. Around 8 p.m. that night, both Aisha and O'Brien went to bed in their room that they shared. Reports stated that Almost an hour later, the power went out in the neighborhood after a nearby car crash. The power came back on at 12.30 a.m., and that's when Harold went to check on the children. Both Aisha and O'Brien were asleep in their beds. Around 2.30 on February 14th, Harold went back into the room to do a final check and again saw both of them in their beds. Shortly afterward, O'Brien, who was 10 years old, recalled hearing Aisha's bed squeak. Reports stated that he assumed that she was changing positions in her sleep. Apparently around that time, Aisha got out of bed, taking a book bag she had previously packed with clothes, some personal items, and left the house. Aisha's mother, Aquila, started her day at 6.45 that morning. She went into the children's room at 6.30 to wake them up for school and to take a bath. O'Brien was in his bed, but Aisha was not. Aquila looked around the house and even in the family's car. According to a 2013 article in Jet Magazine, Aquila told Harold that she could not find their daughter. Harold thought that maybe she went across the street to his mother's house. When Aquila called, her sister-in-law answered, and she said that Aisha wasn't there. And I quote, That's when I went into panic mode. I heard a car next door. I put shoes on and ran outside. End quote. Aquila then called her mother, who told her to call the police. Police arrived on the scene at 6.40 a.m. Neighbors were awakened around 7 a.m. by Aquila yelling Aisha's name. Shortly after, friends, family, and neighbors joined in the search for Aisha. TV and newspaper reporters were on the scene, and helicopters circled the area, and canine units were brought in, but the dogs were unable to pick up Aisha's scent. A truck driver reported seeing her that morning between 3.45 and 4.15 a.m. on North Carolina Highway 18. 
which is the same route that Aisha's bus takes her to her elementary school. He said that he turned around because it felt strange to see a small child on the road at that hour. She ran into the woods when she saw him going towards her, and no one has seen her since. Her mother reported that it was ice cold outside and Aisha didn't have a coat. There's a statement on the FBI's website from Aisha's mother where she said, and I quote, we're hoping and we're praying that she's had a halfway decent life anyway, even though we didn't get to raise her. We've missed everything, but I don't care. If she walked in the door right now, I wouldn't care what I missed. All I want to do is see her, end quote. Let's talk a little about Aisha. She was nine years old and in the fourth grade at Falston Elementary School in Lawndale, North Carolina. She loved sports, especially basketball, and playing with her brother, who was just 10 months older than her. According to the FBI's website, her classmates described her as lighthearted. She tried to be funny, and she was always happy, always wore her hair in pigtails or ponytails, and she was just a very likable person and made friends with everyone. Investigators determined that there had not been any signs of forced entry into the degree home. They believe Aisha left on her own accord. Until searching Aisha's room, her parents realized that some of her personal items were missing. A pair of pants, a purse with Tweety Bird on it, her book bag, and her sneakers. It is believed that Aisha packed these items and left her house. According to the Shelby Star, a white Atlanta 1996 Olympic pencil, a green marker, a Mickey Mouse hair bow, and some candy wrappers were found inside the doorway of a tool shed at Turner's Upholstery on Highway 18, which is roughly 100 yards west of the highway where the truck driver saw Aisha that morning. Debbie Turner owns the shed, which is filled with furniture and supplies for the business. She found the items near the door of the shed Tuesday morning next to a tractor, but she didn't think that that could help with the investigation until the police came by Thursday and asked to search her property. Debbie Turner said, and I quote, I know that that stuff shouldn't have been there, but we live so far south of where the girl lived that I never thought it might be hers. I just hope this helps find her, and I'm happy that it gives hope to everyone looking for her, end quote. Debbie Turner also stated that she found a wallet-sized picture of a little girl near the pencil and marker and bow. Sheriff Don Crawford said the picture was not of Aisha. He said it was possible that the picture fell out of Aisha's pocketbook, but there's no way of telling for sure if it belonged to her. Detectives showed the picture to the family, and they didn't recognize the girl, and neither did the people at Falston School, Crawford said. Right now, we are not sure who the picture is, and where it came from. The FBI has entered it into evidence. On August 3rd, 2001, more than a year after her disappearance, Aisha's backpack turned up at a construction site roughly 25 miles north of the last sighting. Inside was a Dr. Seuss children's book titled McElligott's Pool from her school library and a New Kids on the Block concert t-shirt that did not belong to her, Fischl said. However, the book was from Falston Elementary where she went to school. In a February 2022 interview with News Nation, Aisha's mother shared that her basketball jersey was also in the backpack, a detail that was never released previously to the public by law enforcement. 
In 2015, a reinvestigation of Aisha's disappearance turned up another possible lead where it was reported that Aisha may have been seen getting into a dark green 1970s model Lincoln Continental Mark IV or a Ford Thunderbird with rust around the wheel wells. The FBI publicly announced the potential lead in 2016 and released images of the vehicle's model. Another theory is that she ran away because of a basketball game that her team lost. On Saturday, February 12, 2000, two days before her disappearance, Aisha played in a basketball game at her school. She fouled out of the game and her team lost by one point. It was reported that Aisha was upset and felt that she let her team down. Aisha's coach, Chad Wilson, later told reporters, and I quote, all the girls were crying, not just Aisha. And they had a good cry afterward because it was the first loss, end quote. He added that Aisha seemed to quickly bounce back from this disappointment. Her family also stated that she went to a sleepover with several cousins that same night and didn't appear that she was still upset over the basketball game. This theory is a bit of a reach for me. I understand that children at that age could be emotional over a loss like that, but I personally don't feel that it could have caused her to leave her home in the middle of the night. One theory that I heard that I initially thought might have carried some weight is that Aisha was inspired to run away because of a children's book. It's reported that police interviewed Aisha's friends, classmates, and teachers to see if there was anything that could have prompted her to leave the house that night. Someone suggested that she may have been inspired by the book The Whipping Boy by Sid Fleischman. The book is about two children that run away from their home. But honestly, this book seemed a little dark, and in my opinion, I don't think that it would have inspired a kid to run away, but anything's possible. However, this theory did make me think of the Slenderman stabbing in 2014, where two girls lured a classmate into the woods and stabbed her repeatedly, almost killing her, in the hopes of living alongside the fictional supernatural character. The reason this story came to mind is that it shows how impressionable children can be. I wondered if Aisha and maybe a friend were seeking an adventure and decided to meet up in the morning, or if someone lured her away from her home and told her to meet them in the woods. I do feel that someone knows why she left her house, and maybe they're just afraid to come forward. There's no evidence to support any of these theories, which makes her leaving on her own even stranger. Something else that I found to be a little strange was a report that Aisha was afraid of dogs. As someone that was deathly afraid of dogs as a child, there's no way that I would have left my house in the dark and traveled along a road or into the woods alone for fear of running into a dog. My fear was crippling to the point that I would have done anything to avoid or escape a dog. So with that in mind, there must have been something that Aisha was setting out to do, and that fear of dogs didn't cross her mind. I'd also like to mention that Aisha's parents, as well as other family members and people such as teachers and coaches, have all been cleared of any wrongdoing by law enforcement. It's been 22 years since Aisha's puzzling disappearance. Her story was featured on the Montel Williams Show, America's Most Wanted, and the Oprah Winfrey Show, but didn't produce any information. With the help of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in 2020, the FBI released multiple age progression photos of Asia, including a version showing what she may look like at the age of 29 years old. Billboards were put up around Asia's hometown 
featuring the age progression photos. A $45,000 reward was also offered to anyone who could provide substantial evidence regarding her case. On November 16, 2020, the Shelby Star newspaper received a letter from 53-year-old prison inmate Marcus Malone, who claimed he knew what happened to Asia and where to find her. Malone was convicted of juvenile sex crimes in 2014 by Cleveland County, which is the same county Asia once lived in. In his letter to the editors, Malone wrote that he received this information sometime in the summer of 2020. He stated, and I quote, she was killed and then took and buried. I do know how and what town she is in, end quote. In February 2021, authorities interviewed Malone at the prison. They reportedly announced that Malone and another inmate who reportedly offered testimony had no reliable firsthand information about what happened to Aisha. Again, Aisha Degree was nine years old when she went missing and would currently be 32 years old. She has dark hair and brown eyes. You can go to our website to see the age progression photos from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. If you or someone you know has any information, big or small, regarding Asia's disappearance, please contact the FBI Charlotte office at 704-672-6100 or the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office at 704-484-4822. For more information as well as pictures of Asia, go to our website at theunanswerpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Instagram and Facebook at The Unanswered Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about this case, so check out our blog posts on our website and give us your theories. Thank you for listening.